Welcome to Horror Struck. Hello and welcome back to Horror Struck. My name is Cecilia Talbert. I'm Riley Ott. And here at Horror Struck, we talk all things movies. Sometimes. And sometimes we talk other things. You know, we're pretty open. We talk about horror and things relating to horror. (laughs) Yeah, horror. I didn't say horror. I'm a little tired. You know what? We could branch out. Who knows what we'll be doing this time next year. Hopefully watching a better movie. I think, yeah. uh, yes, I think it's because it's like one o'clock in Arizona and I realize I haven't eaten anything today. So. Oh my God, you could have told me to push this I, back. I'm not doing anything. No, no, I, I literally just ate before we got on. Oh, um, okay. I think that's why my, my body is still just like, where's all the protein? Well, what'd you eat? Where is the so protein? So that your brain will work. I had... This pasta that I found on TikTok that's, it's, what's in it? I got a, I got a, a vegan sausage for it. Ooh, okay. So it's a vegan Italian sausage. Is it the Beyond Meat uh, one? Noodles, obviously. Uh, no, it was something called, oh my god, what is, Field, Field House? Oh, okay. I don't know. I like the Beyond Meat, the Italian think... sausage links. They're really good. All I know is that I bought it and put it in the fridge. And then Lauren was like, oh my gosh, should you buy this? This is my favorite <gasps> brand. So I was like, oh. I got the good kind. Oh my god! Uh, but yeah, it's just uh, what isn't it? There's chicken broth. Um, there's rotel, like a can of rotel. Onions, garlic, some seasonings, and then you put a little bit of heavy cream in it, and then a bunch of like Monterey Jack cheese. Ooh, it sounds really good. You have to send me the it's recipe. It's really easy to make, and it's good. Yeah, yeah, it sounds really easy. This was funny. We were just talking about the Try Guys and about eating food. So. I love eating food. It's my favorite thing to do. My least favorite thing to do is go to the gym, and I'm trying to do that or exercise, and I hate it, and I'm tired of it. Oh, my God. I agree. I was going to get up early this morning and go work out, and then I just didn't. (laughs) I did yesterday, and I felt great afterward, and I know that, like, I will feel good if I exercise, but it's just the actual act of doing it. Yeah. But I also got winded walking up the steps, and now I'm like, ugh, everything's terrible. Well, and yours takes much more effort than, than my workout does, because you have to, like, go a, go to a place. Like, my, my apartment has, like, a little gym, so I can, like, go down there. So I really have no excuse. I mean, I've got, like, an exercise bike. I've got a treadmill. You would think I could just do this at home, but I, I don't. Man, I think I might go work out today, man. That's fine. I'll just die early. If I didn't just eat every dessert that was in our (laughs) fridge, I would, but I am fatigued now that I have done that. That was me yesterday. Oh, Jared's here. Oh, that's right. Hi, Jared. Um, I saw his car outside. Mmm, yeah. Anyway, hey, you watch (laughs) any movies lately? It's only been a day since we recorded. I I don't yeah, know. Yeah, and have. I'm like traveling right now. I mean, not not currently, but when this is gonna drop, I think, or I'll be back in Ohio. I can't remember what day this drops on. I think this is our second Christmas movie. Oh, so it'll you're right. be like mid December, maybe. I, I don't know. I you guys tell text, me what day Texas. it is. Nice. <laughs> nice. I watched I watched some stuff. Oh wow. You want to talk about it? No. Okay, that's fair. No, tell me about it. Okay, I am very late to the game, but I watched a French horror show about a witch on Netflix that came out in 2019. It's called Marianne, and it was really good, and it was really scary, 
and it got canceled after the first season, and I will be mourning this show forever. I really wish there was more. I can't watch it. Why not? If it's one of those things where you just want more and it's not there, I I just don't want to get attached and then there not to be anything. Okay, that is fair, but I would still recommend this because they do a really good job with the first season of making it a singular story. There's really, there's like one cliffhanger at the end, but it doesn't matter and it is not related to the actual first season. And also the creator of it made like a big blog post that was like, here was what was supposed to happen in season two, so I feel fine. I'm just sad that there's not more. Okay, that's fair. Um, I mean, I did start watching something. I think by the time this comes out, it'll be, it probably won't be in the zeitgeist. But I I started that new Wednesday show, the Addams Family show that's on Netflix. Oh, yeah. I'm like two episodes in. I, I like it. I don't, I can't determine yet if it's a good show, but I do like it. I'm enjoying it. Okay, that's fair. I mean, we all know how I feel about Tim Burton, so I am on the fence but I think I'm going to watch it. Jenna Ortega in it is amazing. She's just... She when has, has she ever not been? She just has the character so perfectly nailed down. Uh, but I'm really enjoying it. It reminds me a lot, atmospherically, of the Sabrina show that Netflix did. Oh. But a little the more one that I watched than that one. I watched the first episode of the Sabrina show like five times, and then for whatever reason, just did not watch the rest of it. I enjoyed it. That first season was... Um, was pretty entertaining. Yeah, I need to go back and watch it because I know I'd like it. And you should watch the Chucky it's not show. Riverdale. I should, and you keep saying it, and uh, I will at some point, eventually, or I won't. I don't know because sometimes you tell me to do things, and then I just don't out of spite. <laughs> I know. I figured maybe this might surpass that since it's like the horror community really loves it. I don't know. I. It's just. I don't like when people tell me to do things. I know. I know, I know. (laughs) I was so reluctant about watching Bly Manor, too. And then, I mean, look at me now. So I should probably listen to you. I just, I I can't. It's okay. It's all right. You're (sighs) watching the Santa Clauses with me. That's enough. I love it. I don't know if the whole thing has come out by the time we uh, release this. I hope nothing horrible happens. There's either going to be eight or ten episodes, I think. Or maybe six. I don't know. I think there's only six. Um, But yeah, I don't think I can put off talking about this title movie any longer. uh, Yeah, so apparently we decided to make our Christmas month full of bad movies. (laughs) Yeah, we got another holiday stinker. Uh, Yeah, so we watched... The remake of the 1974 movie Black Christmas, uh, the 2006 version, Black Xmas. I've seen this movie before. And I didn't remember how bad it actually is. I must have put all of it out of my mind. Because I was surprised by how much I did not like this movie. Yeah, this movie... I'm trying to think of how to classify it. I think the movie is trying too hard and it shows... I fully agree, and I think the most interesting thing about that 
is that it's trying very hard to have a completely different tone than the original. And I think it feels very forced. I can't figure out what the tone is. Um, it's mean. It's mean-spirited. <laughs> yeah. And I don't like that. Like in the first original Black Christmas, the 74 version, it's a very nice atmosphere. Like you're at a sorority house and there's a bunch of girls, but for the most part, they all get along and they're all friends. And it makes sense, the things that happen. And in this one, everyone is so mean to each other and they keep talking about family, but everyone acts like they hate each other. Yeah, I I think the only people who like each other in this movie are uh, the killers. And I don't even know if they like each other because there's some (laughs) weird fucked up shit going on and people keep losing eyeballs. There's a whole eyeball motif and I don't know what the purpose is other than in the original, there's that scene where Billy pokes his head in the door and all you see is his eyeball. And they, I guess, just took that single frame and ran with it. I don't know. Yeah, it's... It's bizarre. I For those of you who haven't seen the original Black Christmas... Then stop what you're doing and go watch it, you fucking idiot. Yeah, it's a pretty... for the, It's a pretty simplistic movie. I mean, the concept is just that it's girls living in a sorority house. It's Christmas time. Some of them are going home. Some of them are staying. And there's a killer in their house. And he... It's, it's like, you know... That urban legend where the call is coming from inside the house. And so you're following the girls as slowly they're picked off one by one, but you never see the killer. You just get that eye shot. And you get hints to Billy's background because he calls and leaves really disturbing calls. But they never tell you anything for sure, which I think really works for it. I don't think they need to explain every little bit of Billy's background for us to be like, ah... That's why he's a killer. No, I don't need to know. Not knowing is what makes the first film so scary. This one, they beat you over the head with these backstories, and they fully show the killers, so there's no tension whatsoever. And they try to work in this character as a red herring, but it comes to absolutely nothing. (sighs) I'm so upset. Eve? I think... (laughs) when you kept saying that she was going to turn out to be someone else and I did kind of remember that that didn't happen but I couldn't remember what the purpose of her character was turns out there isn't one I couldn't tell if you were trying to get me to stop guessing or if you were telling the truth no I really could not remember like half of what was going on yeah and that's probably a good thing because nothing happens there's no suspense Suspense. There's no suspense. (laughs) (laughs) The movie is melting my brain. Fair enough. It melted mine. Riley and I I... finished this movie. We watched it together yesterday and it ended and I went, what just happened? Riley was like, I don't know. I'm like, I'm going to have to watch a recap even though I just wrote notes down. Yeah, I usually when we watch a movie together I won't take notes because I'd like to just experience it and then I'll either go back and watch a recap or I'll just rewatch the movie I really regretted not taking notes the first time because the pacing in this is horrible and there are two storylines happening and we're having this like telephone game of 
Billy's story that is then shown through flashbacks with like three different people telling them. And it's all like spliced through the movie. It's awful. It's hard to keep track. I have no idea what any of the people's names are. No. They, none of them have actual personalities so that I can, you know, tell the difference between any of the identical looking girls. It's a horrible film. Yeah, and it's also shot very strangely. Like, I kept making jokes about it being a Michael Bay film because he kept shooting the girls from, like, the floor. I'm like, why am I looking at this girl's butt? What's the purpose? Yeah, there are some, like, logistical questions. Well, and there's a scene where a a character is looking through someone through the floor. Oh, yeah. And how, how would you see anything other than the ceiling if you are looking directly up through the floor? It was so funny. I, I watched um, Dead Meat did a did like a kill count for this. And so I watched it as like a recap and they pointed that out. And I was like, oh, I didn't even realize that we were watching. He wouldn't be able to see them. Yeah, because like the angle, how would you? I, I mean, unless like, I don't know, you've got Inspector Gadget eyeballs and you can zoom in. I don't fucking know. All right, so this is not, we're not going to conventionally break apart this plot like we normally do because it's too confusing. So let's talk about the Billy background. So what we get about Billy's history is that when he was born, he was born with yellow skin, but it's not jaundice. It's some sort of rare condition that doesn't seem to affect his health. So like... I mean, if his mom is really that upset about it, she could just put makeup on him. Maybe she Um, just really hates The Simpsons and she saw him and was like, (laughs) fuck this yellow baby. It's so strange. And so mom hates yellow Billy. Um, Mom is racist. uh, Yeah. So eventually they just kind of like lock him up. Well, they. okay. so the mom is having an affair and she and what will become Billy's stepdad kill billy's biological dad bury him in the crawl space um and then when they see that billy saw them do it they like lock him in the attic which seems pointless because he can literally walk through the house through the walls uh <laughs> oh yeah there's like a weird but whatever element to this where he can like yeah scale the wall and go in between the ceiling and the crawl space it's fucking weird yeah, and then um, when Billy is a teenager, his mom comes up and sexually assaults him, gets pregnant. Uh, she has Billy's sister-daughter, uh, Agnes, who she likes. And uh, when Agnes gets a little bit older, uh, I don't know, she's probably like 8, 10. I don't know. I think she's 8, uh, yeah. Billy, Billy sneaks downstairs, and while his mom leaves the room, he kidnaps Agnes uh, eats one of her eyeballs before the stepdad and the mom can find and stop him, and he's eventually caught by the police. And oh yeah, they fully do not <sighs> stop him. He also impales the stepdad, and his eyeball goes through his yeah. whole head, and then he uh, beats the mom over the head with a rolling pin, and makes skin cookies. Oh, he, yeah, the skin he, cookies, yes. Yeah, he gets a That's cookie cutter. Because he's having a snack. Yeah, and he eats some mom's skin cookies with a glass of milk. They're like, they're like jerky. I guess, yeah, they would be more similar to jerky than cookies. Yes, uh, but they're they're supposed to represent cookies. Yeah, so... And yeah, then he goes to the hospital. great. No, um, I don't know why half of that happens. 
No, and they insinuate throughout most of the movie that he must have killed Agnes, but that is not the case. Uh, Agnes is alive, and for whatever reason, they cast a man to to play that role. Why did they do that? Uh, I don't know. I don't know either. <laughs> so bizarre. Unless they just um, couldn't find another stunt person to do it, but I I did read this seemed like a choice. Well, I read that all the the girls in the movie did all their own stunts. I maybe they couldn't find anyone else to agree to it. What was just subtext in the first movie? Like you could kind of piece together that something weird had happened. Uh, they were just like, yeah, this is what we think that first movie was saying, and we're just going to show you it in graphic detail and not hold anything back. And I'm like, oh, there's, there's your subtlety. There you go. I don't necessarily think that this wouldn't have worked in a different movie. I think if this had been just a prequel or like a backstory to Billy, and we would have maybe toned it down a lot... It could have worked, but this is just or, way too or much. Or even just, even just restructured it because it's not like they tell you all of it all at once. They pepper it through the movie. So I almost feel like we just should have just started the movie off in an extreme and then fade out. Someone's telling us as a remembered legend. Because uh, I do try to build the fact that Billy as a serial killer, spree killer, whatever, is very notorious in this town, mm-hmm. much in the way of Michael Myers. Um, that it maybe if they had started it out with like this is what people think happened and they could say that maybe that's not necessarily what happened because it's an urban legend um they could still build up the like billy mythos i think that would have been cool like start at a crazy extreme and then tell everyone's different versions of it but then when we get to the real version have like the actual like bleakest worst horrible version of what happened without all of the gore but no every time they they do a billy history clip it just brings any sort of pacing to a screeching halt and apparently every single thing we learned about billy is 100 percent true because we never go back and are like here's the real story i hate this movie i I hate the way it's paced you're (laughs) absolutely right because half the time it happens in the middle of like a big confrontation and we're like oh hold on we gotta stop for 10 minutes to talk about billy yeah i think there's a part where uh one of the girls has a boyfriend named kyle and i don't know why i can't remember any of their names but i remember kyle uh kyle like stops in the middle of this argument he's like let me tell you the story about billy yeah they're all like you're a weird murderer (laughs) and also cheating on your girlfriend and he's like no I'm a townie, and let me tell you this story about this town and about the murderer. The story keeps fairly similar as as far as, like, the killing of the girls to the first movie, but, like, very over the top. Um, like, we have Claire, who ends up in the attic, just like in the first movie. She gets killed, like, strangled, suffocated, and then drug up to the attic. Um... I'm trying to remember how everybody dies. I know. Uh, and the cast in this movie, by the way. Um, oh, it's a great cast. good. Uh, it's like Katie Cassidy. Uh, if if you're familiar with the Arrowverse, she was in uh, the Green Arrow show. Uh, we have uh, Michelle Trachtenberg. She's in it. Mary Elizabeth Winstead is in this. Lacey. Oh, what's her name? I, I never know how to say her last name, but she's Gretchen Wieners from mean girls and she's in all the and she does all the christmas movie yeah 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 and like it's it's a pretty 
like especially for the sorority girls it's a pretty stacked cast i mean but they're given nothing to do it's so funny though because like if this were not 2006 i think any one of them could have been the lead like they're all very popular i think i i don't know it's weird oh and then there is also andrea martin who comes back for this Mm, she was in the original as phyllis phil she's one of the girls she's barb's girlfriend and now she's the the house mom yeah she's mrs mac who i guess we don't need to rename that character because this is a remake, even though it should have nothing to do with the original. But yeah, cast-wise, everyone <sighs> is great. And I, I guess they've done what they can with these roles. But they truly have no personalities outside of, like, this girl is drunk. This girl loves God. This girl is rich. This one is a bitch. I don't know. They did not try at all to flesh out these characters. No, and there's a lot of really similar deaths. Like, I was kind of disappointed. Like, if you're going to do a slasher movie, at least be original with your kills. Or at least do different kills. There's a lot of bags over the head and then stab with, like, a knife. Yeah, there's a lot of just, you've been impaled by a sharp object through your head. Like, okay, just because we changed the phallic imagery doesn't mean it's any more fun. I don't know. This movie didn't want me to have fun. No, and they try to work the phone call aspect in. Because in the first movie, they've been getting these weird phone calls for a while. And so when you watch that scene in the original movie and Billy calls, um, it's it's not like they're, they're disgusted, but they're not surprised. Where in this movie, they're shocked and surprised and they're like, who's calling? And it doesn't work. No, they immediately want to call the police. And like the drunk girl gets mad at this idea for some reason it every choice they make is very bizarre and i don't think it works like he calls from an unknown number the first time but every time after that the caller id shows up as one of the missing girls cell phones and i don't know there just wasn't enough suspense because obviously we know the call is coming from inside of the house now that's not a big revelation like it is in the first movie. You know somebody's in the house in the first movie, but you don't realize necessarily that, like, how they're making the calls or if they're the ones making the call. You don't know, like, how related they are. Oh, yeah, like, I, as the viewer, have, yeah. like, the dramatic irony and know that I know more than the characters. Exactly, yeah. Um, yeah, I know far too much in this one. I... They, they mailed me the script before I watched the movie and said, here's every single thing you need to know. They, they're they just not subtle about anything. No. Um, even just looking through my notes, I'm trying to figure out like the order of the deaths. So we have Claire, who decides she's going to pack and go home. She gets a bag over the head, stabbed, stabbed through the head, obviously drug up to the attic. And then the movie is them trying to find her. Her sister shows up. Uh, and like that's a bizarre choice um how they dress her and how they tell her to act i just I, it's so strange yeah this whole movie like it's bizarre you pointed out that the sister lee who is like 32 but they have her dressed up like a 45 year old woman and they apparently the direction was like act like olivia benson from svu yes it was very very strange but once you pointed that out i couldn't Uh, unsee it like that was the performance yeah 
It's a bizarre thing that they, direction that they gave her, and I don't understand why. What I don't understand is why she is in this movie at all, other than to replace the dad character in the first film, where he shows up and is like, where's my daughter? She never showed up at home or at the train station or whatever. But she adds nothing to this movie, which I think was trying to get some point across about like family and sisterhood. And she, they try to force this like kinship with Kelly, who is the main character, I guess, for the purpose of this anyway. Mm, But they don't like, there's no actual bonding between them. I don't know. Like if you're going to make a movie about sisterhood and friendship and family, Make the characters like it and care about each other. It's it's bad. And especially since they made a big point of her giving this speech about how she used to, like, be at sorority. Like, she used to belong to that sorority house when she was going through college. And so maybe it would have made more sense. Because I was so convinced Eve was Agnes. Um, Obviously, that did not turn out to be the case. But if, like... Agnes had been like a plant like maybe she was the house mother now and like the reason the sister was there um besides you know Claire being missing was that she has a relationship with this house mother and then the reveal of that house mother being Agnes and she's just been waiting for her dad to come back uh could have been interesting and would have made it a better reason for that older sister to be there that's such a good idea and that's so much more interesting than what this gives us especially because they have lines that like lead you to believe that the sister could be up to something like mrs mac at some point is like oh what year were you here i started being the house mothering like i don't know 94 or 93 and they apparently just missed each other. Like, they could have built that up and been like, this is why she sticks around for so long and isn't just like, I'll go look for my sister somewhere else. Also, the Eve character is so weird. I don't understand why. She's a red herring. Her... That's the whole reason. But I don't understand. Do sororities all have the one, like, resident creepy girl? Why is she here? Know. Why are they but... treating her so weird? She was a perfectly nice girl. Her being a red herring only works if, one, people who are going into this movie have seen the first one, and two, they have a feeling Agnes might be a character character and not just mention, which, who would have guessed that? I just knew going in that Agnes was alive, and that's why I was trying to figure out who it was. If I hadn't known Agnes was going to be an actual, like, character towards the end, I would never have guessed that. And I would have just been like, what's the point of this character? No, absolutely. And it seems like that's the direction they're taking it because they make a point to be like, yeah, her mom is dead and she doesn't have any other family. That's why Eve is here and so excited to spend Christmas with us. So you could connect those dots. And I don't know if no, that was the yes. original plan. And then I think it was because there's well, so the many fucking like... Weinsteins are the ones who stepped in and were like, we need more gore. It's always the fucking Weinsteins. Yeah. And like, there's so many. It's Eve is just such a stupid red herring if you're not going to make her that character, because 
like the fact that Billy wraps things in newspaper, she wraps things in newspaper, she gives one of the sorority girls that unicorn that's notorious for the first movie. It just feels dumb. It just makes me mad. Like, I don't care if it's obvious. I'd rather have it make sense and be obvious than not make sense. Yeah, I would have preferred that too. And it, her, Eve's death, is so disappointing that I don't I think we even Ugh. needed her to be introduced because it added no. nothing, nothing to the overall nothing. plot. Nothing. It wasn't like they were going to take her car. Like, maybe if that had been the thing, like, oh, our car doesn't work, but Eve's does, and they open the door, and her head falls off, and they just kind of scuttle her body out of the car and try to get away. But They didn't no. even do that. They open the door, her <sighs> head falls out, and they're like, oh, better go back inside, I guess. Like, just move her body and drive away. But, and they do call the cops at some point, once everything has gone really poorly, but there's a big snowstorm, and the police are like, we can't get out there for at least two hours. You're on your own. Guess you'll have to die. And the cops were so involved. I mean, John Saxon from the first movie. He was great. And was like, he they alive actually at did... this point? No, uh, no, I don't believe so. Okay. Um, I could be wrong, but I don't, I don't think so. Um, I know Bob Clark died like the following year. But like the scenes with the cops in the first movie are actually really funny. And I understand wanting to cut them for time because they decide they want to have that institution scene where Billy kills him with a candy cane and then kills Santa, but... But they could have had, like, I don't know, a security guard from the mental hospital following him, maybe? Like, it could have been a Dr. Loomis thing. If they're going to steal a bunch of ideas from <laughs> Halloween, just do that. Uh, yeah, it's... Oh, it's it's frustrating, and... And it's hard There's to talk about... about because everything is the same. And John yeah, Saxon and... died in 2020. I don't know why oh. I thought he died so much sooner. I'm bad at keeping track of when when people pass away. The first movie just seems so dreadfully realistic. Mm-hmm. And this movie just seems like a fucking farce. What is this movie? <laughs> it's so wacky. Absolutely none of this would happen. Even down to his like weird skin condition... Like, that's not a real thing. They and, and one of the things they say is that Billy's mom hated him so much because he looked like his dad, and she hated the dad. That's all we needed. We didn't need to give him jaundice for no reason. That's just making the killer more identifiable so that there's no mystery to what's happening. Yeah. Yeah, because at least in the first movie, you're still trying to figure, like, the the one boyfriend of Olivia Hussey is just, like, he's so suspicious and he's acting so crazy that you're like, okay, this could either be the weird phone call guy or this could be this, or it could all just be the boyfriend. Who knows? Or it could be another danger. I don't know. They do a great job with that character in the first one. To the point where I'm still convinced he did it. But this one, there's no mystery, there's no subtlety, there's no nuance, there's nothing. The power goes out, that's a fun thing, I guess. Oh, yeah, the power goes out, (laughs) and then we're introduced to the crawlspace, at least. There's a really weird subplot where Kyle, who is the main character's boyfriend had sex with one of her sorority sisters, filmed it, and somehow it got leaked online, and I don't understand why this is in here at all. 
Because he's clearly not the killer. So we don't need to do anything to put suspicion on him. I'm very confused. And there's really no tension when it comes to these characters because Megan, the girl in the video, is dead. We see her die in the first, like, I don't know, 15 minutes of the movie. So it's not like they can have tension between the two girls and Kyle. And then after we reveal this, we've just kind of moved on. Like, it it never comes to anything. I feel like... And then Kyle dies. It almost would have been better if they had... They could keep all the Billy stuff in. But every time they end the scene, it's Kyle reporting back about, like, what just happened. Like, oh my god, did you hear someone just escape? Blah, blah, blah. And at the end, you find out... Uh, he's just been making this all up. Like, everything we saw has just been a fabrication. He really is the killer. Oh, but he was, like, trying to throw off the scent by being like, well, it can't be me because you know about the murderer in this town, right? I live in town. I know all about him. And that would trick the audience because we would think, well, no, we see Billy, like, escaping in his past. So obviously he's real. And then we find out, oh, wait, no, it is just Kyle. And it's just an urban legend he's been fabricating to them. I would have loved Kyle if he was just some delusional weirdo trying to get yeah, out like of scream. getting caught making revenge porn. Yeah, it would have been way more realistic if it were like scream. Oh my God, is anything worth talking about? That's the uh, thing. It's hard to like. I'm looking through here to look. Uh... Uh, there's a lot of eye stealing in this movie like uh, a lot of the girl especially at the very end once everyone's been like slowly murdered and the main girl and claire's sister end up in the attic and like they see all of their so well they see all the sorority girls who have been killed like a stage and none of them have eyes i don't know why they're making this eye motif such a big thing because nothing it Nothing ever comes to anything. There's no message that this movie has said. There aren't any metaphors. There's just, here's eyeballs. Yeah. Why? Um, we, we have a couple fake out deaths. So we, we have a big show showdown between the the main girl and like Billy and Agnes who like they fall like into the wall and one's trying to climb up and one's trying to climb down but then they set them on fire and you think they're dead but at the morgue they wake up out of their body bags and I'm like what fucking EMT couldn't tell they they weren't dead both of them do you think that they trained their bodies to play (laughs) dead in case of any danger yeah 100% it seems it seems very likely At this point, like, there is no reality to this movie. This is a sci-fi movie. It, that could be an explanation. (laughs) Um, yeah, Agnes gets killed. Uh, main girl, like, puts some of the shock paddles on her and she fries her. And then Billy, uh, falls off a ledge and gets impaled by a Christmas tree. And I did enjoy that death. I thought that was fun. Impaled by a Christmas tree is a, a good christmas movie kill that's fine but like you said when we watched it it felt like the entire movie was just built around one final kill like the rest of this didn't need to happen and also the way they killed agnes was so boring that i literally forgot that's how she died they just put some or defibrillator paddles on her face we couldn't even figure out if she was really dead (laughs) No, like, well, did that kill her? Do we think she's dead? I mean, I, I guess, like, 
all the electricity on your face, that probably would like her eyeball should have exploded, like in uh the last movie we watched. That would have been cool. Oh my god, yeah! And then that would have made then, sense. And then Ricky runs in and goes, "Garbage day!" Oh my god! At this point, <laughs> anything could happen. <sighs> oh, and also yes. the so Kelly and Lee. Lee is the sorority sister who comes back. The like, uh, the alumnus. Yeah. I don't know what she would be called. And Kelly is the final girl. And Lee, for whatever reason, leaves the room and then immediately gets her neck snapped by Billy. So her death also sucks. I think the fact that I can't remember how anybody died is also not great for your slasher movie. I think the one death, other than Billy's, that I really did enjoy was the character Michelle Trachtenberg plays. And I think... It's a reference to another movie she did because Agnes throws an ice skate at her head and it mm. just like fully fucks her up. And she's ice in princess. that movie Ice Princess. Do you think that yes. was like a like a sly nod to that movie? I That's hope so. fun. I hope, I hope so. so too. But yeah, God, all the deaths that happened are fucking too. boring. I feel like the only things memorable about this movie are the Christmas tree impalement and the skin cookies. The only thing, because I did watch this whenever, I think two years ago, whenever we watched the original Black Christmas, I then watched the following two. And the only thing I remembered about this movie was the cannibalism, which was also something that the Weinsteins were like, you have to add more gore. And uh, Glenn Morgan, who directed and wrote the film, he didn't want all of that. So I do feel bad for the director. He also said that... He wrote and directed another remake called Willard, the movie about the rats, and it bombed. And he said, if this movie, Black Christmas, also bombs, I'm never directing anything again. And you know what? He never has. Oh, no. I I know I've seen Willard yeah. many times because my sister Michelle was very obsessed with it. I don't... It would definitely be a movie I'd have to go back and rewatch because I don't know if it's if it's good or bad. I don't know either way. I never watched it. Maybe one day we'll have your sister on and talk about rats. I don't know. I'm pretty sure like the the main like thesis of it is that like Willard's getting bullied and he like gets all these rats and trains them and then he kills his bullies. Well, uh He had it coming. <laughs> oh no. Is it a musical? It should be. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think I have any more thoughts about this movie. This is a definite pass for me. Like, don't, don't watch this. Please don't. It's so hard to even talk about Even in a group setting, it was rough. Yeah, there's really nothing worth your while. Like, most of the movie is just there for shock value. And that's not fun. I don't know. There's no memorable characters. The deaths are they're creative but they're boring because you just keep seeing the same thing over and over again the acting is fine i guess it sucks it's really bad it's not great i know that people don't like the 2019 version and i have seen that one and i completely understand why and i don't really like it either but in comparison, I think it's miles above this film. They at least give you a plot. They give you a likable lead character. That's I cannot say the same for this. 
yeah, let's just jump into ratings. Um, All right. One out of five. What do you give it? What do you think? It's a one out of five. That's being generous. This fucking sucked. Yeah, mine mine's gonna be a one and a half out of five, and the half of a point is for the the skin cookies because grossly creative. Okay, fair enough. Um, my horror struck rating is actually related to the skin cookies as well. Oh God. Yeah, I bumped it up from a one to a two. I did not like those skin cookies. You know what else I didn't like? I didn't like those girls and all their heads and body parts as um, Christmas tree decorations. That also, not a fan of. But yeah, yeah, I'll I'll give it a two for horror struck rating. Man, even if this movie was scary, it would still be a one because it's hard for me to be scared when I'm infuriated. It's hard to be scared when you're so confused about what you should be scared of. That too, yeah. But enough about that movie. Let's talk about what we're doing next week. Thank God. Uh, We're going to actually be covering a good Christmas horror movie. Uh, Both Riley and I have seen it before. It is the 2016 film Better Watch Out. Hell yeah. Um, this movie is that so That stars good. our favorites from The Visit. Our favorite weird siblings. Yeah the, yeah, the two kids from The Visit are in this movie together. And they're all great. Everyone in Better Watch Out is great. It's very fun. Yeah. I'm really excited to watch it again. I don't want to say too much because yeah. we'll, we'll talk about the whole thing next week. But it's I am looking ride. forward to it. Thank God we're ending on a... Ending the the christmas movies with an upper because i don't think i could do another one of these bad christmas horror movies no we're gonna have to make a better list for next year because oh my goodness it's just been trash for days well we're like we'll just do the sequels because we watched the first one but now i'm just like i don't know that was a bad choice that was my idea and i apologize to everyone involved (laughs) that's all right uh i i'm still really curious to watch um the rest of the silent night deadly nights i'm so intrigued i think we're gonna have to because there's no way that they can be worse than the second one. Oh no i don't think so they're actual movies the rest of them have actual plots they actually like filmed all the stuff in them yeah uh, crazy unheard of <laughs> and that's gonna be it for this week's episode of horror struck you can follow us over on Twitter and Instagram at HorrorStruckPod or over on Facebook at HorrorStruckPodcast. And guess what, guys? We're on Patreon now. So if you want to support us and to become part of our horror family, click the link down below. And as always, stay spooky. Bye! Bye.